0: Somebody who certainly is very much associated with Bowman Bible Week. In fact, he is the chairman, is David Cook. Uh, w- uh, welcome to you, David. So, Thank you, Blair. Now, you're just back from Botswana. Was that, was that because you needed a, a good break before, you, before the real mayhem began? <laughs> <laughs> well, possibly, but um, we were
1: part of the All Africa CEF, that's the Child Evangelism Fellowship Conference. So, all the countries in Africa were sending their delegates to um, Haparun in southern Botswana, where we had a a week of meetings, which included the transfer of the leadership in the southern African region from the current leader, Frick van Rensburg, to his successor, Josepha, and in the eastern region, from Joseph to Leonard. So, it was good to see the baton being passed on from experienced leaders to the new guys coming forward.
0: Yeah, and I suppose inspirational as well, the whole conference.
1: Yes, great Bible ministry, um, lots of good fellowship and uh, a culture that I haven't been used to, although I've been to India and there are some similarities between the African countryside and India, but the culture is very different and it was good to see the joyful um, singing and and, uh, expressions
0: of worship that um, we shall long remember. Absolutely. Well, I have been to Botswana and, uh, and I remember the the wildlife parks there and the elephants. I don't think I've seen so many elephants in all of my life. But you not only saw elephants there, uh, you saw quite a lot of other wildlife as well. Yes. After the conference, the, national,
1: the International Board of Trustees for CF, which I'm a member, went north to um, the River Chobi. Uh, so we flew to Kasani in the north and, in two nights and three days, we went to us uh, on the river chobe for a sunset cruise saw elephants swimming the following day to Livingston and then Victoria Falls, where we got um, in, just amazed by the the waterfalls and drowned in the or drenched in the water and then the following day an early morning very early morning um uh, game drive where we saw buffaloes confronting lions and zebras and impalas and giraffes and a whole raft of wildlife. It was so close and so... So, yeah, uh, it's a wonderful experience. A
0: wonderful way to finish a, a great conference. Yes, it was. Yeah, and, and I guess setting you up, of course, for what is coming, because the Bournemouth Bible Week is on top of us again. It's, it opens up on the 3rd of July. You've been associated with it for a long time. How, how did, did it come to be established? I, I don't know its origins. It's been going uh, for more than 30 years.
1: It, it, it formerly was the Bournemouth and Poole Convention. And I think they had meetings in early June, perhaps uh, three nights in a a local church. Then in 2008, there was a break when we had the Eternity Mission um, at the BIC, where where Rico Tice came to conduct a series of meetings, um, mainly evangelistic meetings. And then uh, the following year, we had uh, David Cook coming from Australia, and he preached on Romans 1 through 8, And ever since then, we've been having um, five week night meetings and then three morning meetings for the first week in July.
0: Uh, Now, this week, uh, the the theme, as we heard last week on last week's show from Stephen, is growing in faith, hope and love. And one of the things I talked to him about was how you arrived at the title. He, He said a lot of times it's because of the speakers that you have. And you've got two brilliant speakers this year, haven't you?
1: Yes, we have Colin Smith, who's, who who spoke to us online a couple of years ago from Psalm 23. He's well known to a number of us in Bournemouth and also in the UK, because he was formerly a pastor, FIC pastor, Enfield Baptist Church in North London. And Paul Coulter, whom, I'm, whom I've heard speaking at several CEF conferences, uh, he lives in Northern Ireland. But we this time we had a conversation, a couple of Zoom conversations with Paul and Colin, just praying through, discussing what the Lord might have put on their hearts and what might be appropriate for the uh, Bible week. So in, it's in conversation with them. We often want to give them a free hand. And the pattern in the past has been Old Testament in one series, either morning or evening, and then New Testament in the other. Uh, this time we have arrived at basically New Testament themes, because in the evenings primarily Colin's going to be going through the life of Peter and in the mornings Paul will be speaking on Peter's uh, second letter in the uh, in the new
0: testament now obviously uh, because of covid you've, you've faced a Quite a few challenges. I mean, I think at last last year you were just about getting people back, the confidence, but not, not where, you, where you would have wanted to be because obviously people were still worried about the dreaded COVID, weren't they? Yes, the last uh, good week,
1: attendance-wise, was 2019. And then COVID hit us in 2020 when we were online. Well, all we did was recycle Frank... Um, um, Dale Ralph Davis's uh, series of talks on um, Habakkuk. So we didn't do anything live. And then in 2021, um, we had uh, Colin Smith preaching online from Chicago on Psalm 23 and Chris Sinkinson speaking to us live at Christchurch Westbourne. And then last year we went live for both. We had Andrew Satch from London and Adrian Reynolds from Market Harborough. But the attendances last year were still very low. And there was, I think, a COVID COVID scare even on the first evening, which further discouraged people from coming. So we've had three years of either no attendances because we've been online or low attendances because we've had to adapt post-COVID to what people are comfortable with, what they're confident in doing. But we're praying that this year we may see more of a return to fuller attendances, mornings, and evenings
2: Bournemouth Bible Week is back join us this July for a week of encouragement and fellowship as we unpack God's word together with Paul Coulter Head of Operations for Living Leadership for morning sessions on the topic of living by faith at Christ Church Westbourne, Alamhurst Road, 10.30 a.m. to 12 noon, the 5th to the 7th of July. And Colin Smith, Senior Pastor of the Orchard Evangelical Free Church, for evening sessions on the life of Peter at City Gate Center, Holdenhurst Road, 7.30 to 9.15 p.m., the 3rd to the 7th of July. Admission is free and no booking required. For more information, visit BournemouthBibleWeek.org. Grow in faith, hope, and love with Bournemouth Bible Week. Gathering the churches, preaching the word. You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop. Serving the community for over 50 years. Visit KeithJones.co.uk.
0: Now, of course, the dates that you need to put in your diary for the Bournemouth Bible Week are the 3rd to the 7th of uh, July. Uh, and uh, just to say that uh, Colin Smith will be speaking uh, on the 3rd right the way through to the, the 7th and then uh, Paul will be starting on the 7th and uh, going through to July. Obviously uh, Colin will be in the evenings mainly though you've got a slight change you want to talk about, don't you? Uh, and, then, and then Paul uh, will be at uh, Christ Church Westbourne uh, commencing it. Ten thirty in the morning, I guess uh it, is it harder to get people out in the daytime because obviously a lot of people folk are working and so on always the uh,
1: morning attendances have been smaller than the evening ones, but uh, when we only had a morning attendance in the in the twenty twenty one year of covid um they were higher that year, so um people's circumstances change, but I think um yeah, there are often different audiences in the morning. But we've, we've done a change this year. Paul and um, Colin thought it might be good to switch. So on Wednesday, Colin's going to speak in the morning at Christchurch Westbourne, continuing the theme of Monday and Tuesday evening. And Paul's going to start on Wednesday evening at Citygate and then continue his three, three talk series the following day, Thursday and Friday. So we wanted to... Uh, let them speak to the audiences that perhaps would not normally be. But um, we're looking forward to that switch and see whether that encourages people who've heard Colin in the morning to still... Continue for the rest of the week, but also to hear
0: Paul in the evening, and then perhaps even to be available to come mornings Thursdays and Friday. Now you've got a very good website, and one of the things that I was really pleased to see there is the speakers are on the website, yes. and they introduce themselves. They and What do. they're going to be talking about. So I guess if you wanted to get a little bit of uh, of a feel as to what these two uh, very gifted speakers are like, then you can go on the on. The, well, actually, first of all, go on the on the. Bible Week website, which is BornWithBibleWeek dot org, uh, and and the speakers both speakers are there, but also they they have their own regular teaching series online, don't they? They do,
1: yes. Well, both do. Uh, probably Collins more prolific online because of the Open the Bible, and 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 there's many many talks uh, that he's done in devotional talks, but also Bible teaching uh, through that series. Um, Paul does some things online, but uh, certainly Colin's very
0: prolific online. And it's amazing actually, because obviously you can go and check people out, then before yes. you, before you see them in the flesh, and I think you'd be very encouraged if you do. That, but certainly start by looking at the uh, at the the website, which of course has got all of the details of the meetings and, and and so on and of course if you're in churches as we did in our church last Sunday you know put the word around and because obviously I mean I think that congregations are slowly beginning to come back to par. we're not 100% there yet but but COVID really had a terrible impact knock-on impact of people really being a bit fearful to coming out to where there are lots of people and so on I think we're beginning to get to get over that. I think it's still with us uh, because some people still have
1: COVID um, illnesses from time to time and some uh, protect themselves with masks, uh, which is wise. Uh, And you're right, not all the congregations are fully back in our churches, but the majority are. And we hope that that will be the case this
0: year. Now, obviously, in society generally, it's got to the point you put it on the television set. And, of course, now, even today, it's been all about 40% on our water bills and all the rest of it. Although there was a bit of good news for pensioners yesterday, so the possibility of a 7% rise in their pensions next year hmm. to add but there's a lot of negative news out there and, and whether it be the, the continuing conflict, uh, not just of course in, in Russia and Ukraine but in different parts of the world uh, people need some good news don't they and I guess uh, that diva you'll be the first to say that if you really want good news and you want to have your spirit lifted uh, then the Bible week is a good place to
1: come It certainly is and I think the story of Peter which we're focusing on this year from his calling and all that he um, experienced with being a follower of Jesus in the Gospels, most of all when having denied Christ um, shortly before he was crucified and then being fully restored afterwards, shows that even when we mess up our lives, failure isn't final. So Peter's story is one of hope. Uh, He's an outspoken uh, guy and and, uh, did lots of great things in the Gospels tripped up sometimes but his letter and his life will will be our theme and i think that's a good theme of hope to say despite our difficult circumstances the challenges that everybody is facing there is hope providing that hope is in the person of the lord jesus christ
0: and also, when when you have a gifted Bible teacher, I mean, obviously we're very fortunate here locally, as you said to me off-air, that we have a number of very strong evangelical churches where the Bible teaching is, is really very, very good. Has that made it a bit easier for you in trying to get in you know the churches together because obviously it's one thing doing things as a church to get the churches together uh is, is quite a challenge isn't it it is and not every church
1: is is um the same uh, worship styles and cultures of of our churches in the conurbation vary we did hope that we were going to have terry virgo to come to speak to us in 2020 but covid uh, put a stop to that and being at city gates which is a new has been a new frontiers church for many years uh, with Terry coming, we thought we might be able to break through and extend what the Bible Week has become to even slightly different cultures. But um, that didn't prove possible. Um, but we're well supported by evangelical churches in the conurbation, of which there are many. And so people are often sport for choice as to where they can worship. The styles vary, so that you'll find a church that matches the kind of music and, and worship patterns that that, that suit you. But our concern is that we preach the word of God. And the churches that are represented on the team uh, all do that. And uh, we hope that that is what people go away with learning
0: more about who God is and how they can get to know him for themselves I should actually ask you I suppose you you've probably been taken to task about this because although it's a Bournemouth Bible Week it's actually got inviting people from all over the area much beyond Bournemouth isn't it well the Conurbation and
1: beyond yes we have uh, regularly people from uh, outer Dorset and also Portsmouth and Southampton and depending on how well known the speaker is we might have people just getting on a train from London and coming down for an evening and going back on a return train so um, it's uh, some people come for the week because Bournemouth is a good holiday location. So people have been emailing us from um, up north, way north, and saying, "Is it still on this year?" And uh, so we know some are making it their holiday week uh, in July.
0: Fantastic! Early week. Now, obviously, to put on these things, it takes quite a bit of. of, of well, it's not just money, of course. It's about, it's all the planning and the resourcing and so on. But with COVID and so on, you you, you took a hard knock financially, didn't you? We did,
1: because for really two years, 20 and 21, we had no income, even though we put options for people to donate online. We had some donations. 2022, last year, the income was very low, even though we had um, personal um, meetings. People came morning and evening. But then the attendances were much lower. So it was representative of the fact that we had still COVID reducing our numbers of people confident to come out but our costs vary. Sometimes we have international speakers and sometimes we've shared that cost with Keswick because this, the Keswick speakers may be coming to us first and then going on to speak for a week at the Keswick convention. Uh, so we've been able to have uh, people from Australia, South Africa, America, Canada, because they're also doing a Keswick week, which has meant that it
0: has blessed us as well as Keswick. Makes sense to share the speaker, share the travel absolutely, costs.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. But um, last year we had UK speakers, um, and the costs were not as great. But we made a loss last year, and and in the previous year. So we are praying that people will be generous as they always were when they were able to attend, and at least that we can balance the books at the end of the convention, at the end of the Bible Week. It costs us around six thousand to to uh, provide the week's ministry. Um, speakers' travel is for international ones expensive. Um, and also the hire of the facilities is is expensive so we we just trust that maintaining our evening presence at city gate and our morning at Christchurch Westbourne with people coming out this year we'll be able to see that what we have trusted the Lord for, he will provide in donations from those who come.
0: And, of course, apart from the fact of of being able to be very blessed by the gifted Bible teaching, there's being together with other Christians, isn't there? And there's something about, I mean, you mentioned Keswick, and you, you, you know about Spring Harvest and some of these other events. But Here's an opportunity right on our doorstep yeah. uh, for both the excellent Bible teaching, worship, uh, 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 and of course meeting other Christians. Exactly, well, and that's part of the, the first three
1: words of the strap line, is gathering the churches, plural. And we're part of the Keswick Fellowship. So if you go onto the Keswick uh, Fellowship website, you'll see that Bournemouth Bible Week is on the south coast. But there are many Keswick Fellowship meetings like ours dotted around the country. So at different times of the year, um, not just in July, but various times, uh, they do similar things. We have meetings together that those of us on these teams to share our plans and to pray for one another. But it's a joy to be part of that a fellowship of of like-minded believers who are presenting the Bible where they are to the audiences in those locations so that they don't have to travel hundreds and hundreds of miles to Keswick, though many still go up north from the south coast, but some now come down to us to enjoy the ministry that we have presented to them.
0: And do you get many people who sort of find you almost by accident, either they're down here on holiday or, or, or else they just wander in and, and are quite surprised by what they experience? I, I guess
1: so. Sometimes we, don't, we advertise also in evangelicals now, so people are aware. But yeah, because Bournemouth is a great holiday venue, mm. as Poole and Christchurch are, um, I, I guess some have discovered us and I often as I stand on the door in the evenings and the mornings to um, thank people for coming and to engage with them, it's it's often a surprise to see how some have discovered us, but many, many are returning year after year because they've enjoyed what they've heard before and
0: want to uh, come again. Do you get much feedback, you know, from uh, people who have been to the Bible Weeks and so on? Did they, did they take time to write to you or I guess being on the door you get some of that? we we encourage it in the program we encourage it uh, personally
1: uh, and occasionally we get some lovely emails um but feedback is small really um but um
0: yeah, it's great to have those one-to-one conversations at the end of their meetings. Now, of course, the other thing is, uh, along with the Bible teaching, you've got this wonderful sung worship and, uh, and so on. And you've got quite a broad uh, program of music, haven't you? Have you got someone who plans all that? Yes, uh, Simeon from uh, New Milton Evangelical Free Church, who's the pastor there. He
1: organizes the music teams, which this year from four local churches. And um, Christchurch Westbourne, Lansdowne, Mooredown and New Milton. And so the the choice of songs, Simeon organises with those music teams, and they prepare and come. And we did have one music team organised by Phil Downs from Moredown a few for a few years, but it was and that was great. I love that he often recruited players, musicians from the different churches. But we've we've set on a pattern where a church will play for us, and uh, it's good to allow to encourage churches to do that. Um, in their own style. So we have a variety of styles on the evenings, and it's good to see them being enjoyed by churches who might be, have slightly different styles but still can appreciate the lyrics and the, and the music that they're singing.
2: You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk.
0: Now, I've been talking to David Cook, the chair of the <coughs> Bible Week, about about the Bible Week, which kicks off on the 3rd of uh, Jul- July. So, so, David, tell us, if people go along for the first time, you know, they've not been to, obviously, either the evening meetings or even both the evening and the morning meetings, what can they expect? What sort of format do you follow? Well, first of all, parking's easy at CityGate in the
1: evenings because they can park at Astor just across the road. Um, we start our evening meetings at half seven with some uh, uh, sung worship um, but the meeting formally begins at quarter to eight with singing and uh, and, and the songs uh, are ones that I think people will be able to enjoy and identify well, you've heard some of them today <laughs> and you've heard some yeah then there are sometimes uh, interviews and uh, with the speakers presentations of their ministry engagement with them Keith Jones will have spots to share what uh, resources are being provided. Keith Jones provides some uh, cold refreshments on these hot evenings at the back of the auditorium as well. But the, the, the main part of the meeting <clears throat> is the word being preached. So Colin and Paul will be speaking for 30 to 40 minutes from the passages in the Bible uh, each time. So the word you will hear expounded and applied for the meeting And there's opportunity for fellowship and and conversation afterwards
0: before going home. And then in the afternoon meetings, of course, uh, start midweek on the 5th of July, don't they?
1: Yes, those are meetings at Christchurch Westbourne uh, that begin at half ten in the morning and finish by just before noon. (coughs) They follow a similar pattern, but we probably start very promptly at half ten with sung worship, interviews, testimonies, and then the preached word
0: to... Be the main draw of what people are coming to hear. Absolutely. Uh, now, of course, we should say the timings are in the evening. The meetings start at seven thirty. Correct. Usually finish about quarter past nine. That's right. Uh, and then uh, in the in the morning meetings, they start at ten thirty in the morning and finish round about lunchtime by yes. noon. Yeah, quarter to twelve by twelve o'clock at the latest. Uh, there, there is no. You don't have to book uh, to to go along. And <clears> you can just turn up no attendance
1: is free we don't uh, charge we don't uh, provide tickets people can come there's always space for people even though over the 14 years i've been its chairman there's always been space for people to come and um, so just come Um, we ask you to make a donation Uh, we'll be passing the, the the bags around this year which we didn't do last year but just come and be a part of the Gathered churches, gathered brothers and sisters in Christ, to hear the word
0: of God faithfully preached and be inspired and challenged by what you hear. Of course, talking about the the preached word of God, you and I were both talking off air about about Doctor Billy Graham, Doctor Billy Graham, and of course we both experienced his his ministry. Quite incredible that the Harringay meetings went on and on and on, didn't they?
1: Yes, I went to Harringay in 1954 as a seven-year-old child taken by my parents, um, one of whose favourite songs was And Can It Be. And I still remember going home on the London Underground afterwards with the people singing Blessed Assurance. It was a lovely, one of my first childhood memories to, to be a part of that. But I didn't realise then that he preached every night for three months. So that was some crusade, although the word doesn't have a popular connotation today, but his meetings preached the Bible eloquently and many many made commitments to
0: uh, trust Christ as their savior as a result of course there were people I suppose critics down there would say that you know there was a, quite an emotional response but as you quite rightly said uh, I mean there were emotional occasions of, of course they were but actually there's so many people who are Christians today serving God all over the world because of the, the, those amazing ministries I think so it's impossible to count but there is surely a wonderful legacy
1: my wife went in 1966 and trusted christ at her as her savior in in that year when it was at earl's court and he's returned at other times since then but yeah only heaven will tell those who were converted and followed christ for their lives as a result of hearing billy faithfully preach and eloquently encourage people to respond because often you can hear ministry preached you can hear the bible preached And just walk away. But there was always a call. And what are you going to do about it? How is what I've shared with you tonight going to impact your lives? How will you respond? And if you're not a believer in the Lord Jesus at the moment, why not? What are you going to do with your life? How will it count for eternity? There's a lovely line in the film Gladiator, one of my favorite films. What we do in this life echoes in eternity. Mm. And our Christian faith will have an echo in eternity. And we want... We want our our friends and family to be there with us enjoying
0: uh, the presence of God and the Lamb forevermore. Now, the other thing that we should mention is the other the other organisation why uh, that you're a, a national chairman of uh, here in the in the UK, and that's the Child Evangelism Fellowship. One of the reasons why you you've just returned from Botswana, we have to get you back to tell us all about this wonderful organisation. But for those who have never heard mm-hmm. of it, tell us something about the vision for that. Well, Child Evangelism Fellowship in Britain, which is the
1: the, the country that I chair, England, Scotland and Wales, is probably one of the best-kept secrets in in Christian um, company. Most of the pastors I speak to have never heard of CEF, but it is a global mission that seeks to reach the children with the gospel that churches are not yet reaching. For those children who then trust Christ as Saviour, they disciple them in their faith, and then link them with local evangelical churches. So we know that the CEF isn't God's plan A. The church is God's plan A to build the, the, the Christian community. And CEF helps to link children who have trusted Christ to local churches. So I've had the privilege of being um, chairing the British board since 2008, joined the international board since 2018, and have seen globally that CEF is in almost every
0: country of the world doing this. And what's the main thrust of its ministry? I mean, you've said there it's one of the the best kept secrets. How is the ministry expressed? I mean, here in the UK, how is it it expressed? Well, CF workers in Britain, and we have
1: 11, uh, do go out into schools where they're invited to uh, take assemblies or teach the Bible in lessons or run after school clubs. But primarily, it's done through holiday Bible clubs or weekly Bible clubs. We call them good news clubs. And so our workers would uh, um, gather children. It used to be in homes, but now it can be
0: in a a range of different venues uh, to do just that. Hmm. I mean, I, I remember when I was a kid myself going along, you know those magic lantern shows that they used to have years and years ago. I think the choruses were on, you know, we used to sing all the, the little choruses which were fun to sing. Uh, but, of course, the, the the seeds of the gospel were planted in me through meetings like that is there a, a never open door in schools uh, y- yes there is one has to be careful because the word evangelism
1: child evangelism fellowship you can't evangelize you can't proselytize the gospel in 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 schools you have to win trust uh, but in in faith schools you can teach the bible and we would uh, encourage our workers to do that but you know one of the greatest tools i've seen i saw demonstrated under a tree in Botswana was the use of the wordless book this is just five colors which people would teach uh, the gospel through Um, and I saw a a new Botswanan worker uh, gather a group of children and explain the gospel of the Lord Jesus through the colored pages of the wordless book it's a wonderful tool and in some countries where Christians don't have freedom to teach and, and spread written literature The wordless book can tell the story without the words being printed on the page, so it's a a very good tool.
0: Well, I'll have to book you in and and we'll we'll have another program just on that, because obviously reaching our children and young people is is so crucial these days, isn't it? Yes, it's the church of the future. It's our leaders of tomorrow. (gasps) Although some people even say they're the church of today, aren't they? As as well as being the church of tomorrow. David, thank you so much for for joining me. Just a reminder, of course, that the the Bournemouth Bible Week will be starting on the 3rd of July. Mm. Uh, Evening meetings at uh, uh, 7.30pm and then the the afternoon meetings are at 10.30 in the afternoon. Evening meetings at Citygate and the uh, afternoon meetings will be at uh, Christchurch Westbourne. So go along there and you'll be uh, thoroughly encouraged in your faith.